Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ballgame. So many ways to listen on 95.3 FM, 1350 AM, and always streaming on the new and improved KTIK app. Prater in the Ballgame, Idaho Sports Talk, uh, Double Tap Pub Hotline, former Boise State head football coach, retired from active coaching right now and what a career on the blue Dan Hawkins had. And Prater, we didn't expect to be coaching, talking to Coach Hawk today. How cool is this? Coach, welcome. Welcome back to Idaho Sports Talk. Appreciate your time as always. Well, I'm not retired. I'm reloading. So you got <laughs> to use the appropriate language. I actually am in Idaho as we speak, so happy to be back in Les Bois. Now he did say he did say retired from active coaching, and you know how my mind works. All of a sudden, I'm thinking I never said that, Prater. So you media guys, <laughs> you media guys, I've never said retirement once, not once. Ever. Okay, I'm, so we're taking his word on that. We're, we'll definitely take you on your word. That means we're going to expect you to be a head coach or a, some kind of assistant coach somewhere. Maybe you can come back and coach oh. next year. <laughs> I'll be I'll be I'll be something somewhere. Yeah. I love it, uh, Coach. Uh, just just the sport of football. Obviously, the news today: this town is just fired up. Dirt Cutter of uh, the return again, part three here with this school, and just uh, man, just coaching, and you know, sixty five years young for Coach Cutter, but so hard to give this thing up with some for some guys, huh, Coach? Well, I think with uh, Dirk, you've got several factors at play. Um, one, he's an Idaho guy, and I think he has a tremendous amount of loyalty to the Broncos, which he should. I think he also views it as an opportunity to help a young coach. I mean, Spencer's a great dude and a up and coming guy. So it's not just it's not just hey, I'm going to coach. I think probably, and I haven't talked to Dirk. I'm just I'm just guessing. I've talked to him a little bit here in the past couple months. Not really about that, but. Uh, I think it, the glove just kind of fits in order for him to help out and mentor some guys and get ready to kind of help, you know, pass it off to the other. I know there were some names that, you know, uh, Dirk had asked me about and kicked around. And I think the thing that Spencer's doing really well is it's not it's not getting a name guy. I know everybody wants a name guy, name guy, name guy, name guy. It's yeah. about the right fit. It's the right fit. And uh, so I think – Dirk will be a great asset for Spencer. He's a great coach. He loves Boise State. He's from Idaho. Obviously, I'm sure his time there last year was really fun. It was less stressful than what he's had to do with in the NFL. And it just it just fits. I know even when he was in the league, he told me, Hey, I I don't want to be a I don't want to be an OC for an offensive coach. I want to be a D with a DC that leave me alone. Let me run the offense. So there's just a lot of things that fit here, I think. Dan Hawkins, former Boise State coach, former coaching guy, and uh, maybe a current coaching guy. And just the way we opened up this conversation, Dan, in terms of the DNA and the passion, and and coaches are different. And I think I know the answer to this, but you always have this unique perspective on things. What is it about 
coaches and passion and DNA and just having this sport in your blood for the rest of your life? Well, as you guys well know, uh, it's interesting as you go through life and your hair gets a little bit grayer. And I think if you're paying attention and you're taking notes and you're learning and you're curious, like you start to figure out truthfully, like your peak knowledge years are really kind of in the 50s, 60s, 70s where you're, you're really able to put it together. And I know right now I'm a, I'm a better coach than I've ever been in my entire life, without question, without question. And so to be able to pass that on to people, and I'm actually in town, I'm going to talk to those guys today a little bit, and I've kind of been coaching coaches globally and, and, I mean, every sport. I've been helping coach coaches. But you have a lot of wisdom just because you've made a lot of mistakes and you've had a lot of successes, and you're able to pass on of like, hey, you might want to think about this. Think about that. This is probably something good. That's probably something not good. So being able to give back to the game and for Dirk to be able to give back to the game and give back to Boise State and give back to Spencer, I mean, that that pushes a lot of buttons for a guy that's in it for the right reasons, which he is. Coach Hawk, it feels to me that the common denominator with all this is Boise State and Boise State football. I mean, geez, just how darn special is this place? You're in town as as we speak. You're talking to the coaches of this school. That means so much to you. You guys, all these guys won a ton of games and championships here, and you just love the darn place. Dirk's probably not coming back if it's not Boise State. What is it about this place? I know. I know he's turned down. He's turned down some other opportunities this year, so he wasn't just going, hey, I'm going to coach for anybody, anywhere. That wasn't his mentality but um yeah i think there's there's great people here we've always known the spirit of idaho and the spirit of the treasure valley and the spirit of boise state and uh you know all all the great lyle smith and tony knapp and jim craner and you know pokey allen and dirk cutter like i mean this place has always won has always had good football teams they've embraced football and i'm telling you this and dirk would tell you like I get it. Everybody wants to point the gun at the head guy because that's the easiest way to go. But I don't care whether it's an NFL team or college teams or corporations for that matter. Successful corporations and businesses and football teams and athletic departments have a lot of commonalities. And Boise State has been supportive of football. It's a great place to live. It's an easy place to recruit to. You can get players here. Uh, the fans are behind it. Now, sometimes there could be some zealots there. But yeah. and then I think there's just a – I, I want to say a, a feel-good component to it of you just look at – I mean, Tony Knapp was one of the first guys to really sling it around. I mean, he was really throwing it all over the place when when teams were still kind of in the in the ground mode. And obviously Pokey came here, and he was a unique individual, and – but Boise State has always been extremely creative. I think there's been a, a just a down-home, earthy feel to it. You talk about the wooden bleacher crew, and I know we're, we're into to the modern era here, and you have enough capital of people. But it, it's just a good mix of what's right about life, what's right about football, about supporting good football, um, and, you know, and what makes a successful program. So all those things – if you're into success, you're kind of looking around and kind of going, yeah, that's a place where it has all those elements. 
Boise State has a new offensive coordinator. He's an old name in Dirk Cutter, and we're talking to Dan Hawkins about this hire that uh, was announced earlier this morning uh, on Bronco Nation News. Coach, dating all the way back, and you know this as well as anybody, to the Nate Sparts, Bart Hendricks days. And all of a sudden, here's Dirk Cutter in the NFL working with Jameis Winston. Then he's back in Boise working with Taylor Green. And one of the special you know, characters he's has with this job is the challenge to work with a couple of quarterbacks here at Boise State. I don't know if he's ever been called a quarterback guru, but dude can't resist a good quarterback challenge. What is it about Dirk Cutter when he starts coaching quarterbacks? Well, he, he played quarterback, and, and of course his dad was legendary. So, you know, much like Cody, he kind of grew up in the household with it. Bill Walsh always has a saying that, or had a saying that <laughs> most people can't evaluate quarterbacks, and even fewer can coach them. <laughs> and you see that, you see that in a lot of places. And I'm not trying to point the finger at anybody. There's a lot of people that draft guys. Uh, really high in the draft, and then they throw him in there as a rookie and go, oh, yeah, he's no good. Let's get him. I mean, you see it going on in the NFL right now. Let's just get Let's just get him out of here. Well, can you really coach him? Can you handle him? Can you teach him the game? Can you work towards his strength? Can you help with his weaknesses? Can you provide an environment that he can be successful? I mean, really, look at Brock Purdy. Look at him yeah. and being able to be in an environment where Mike Shanahan knows this, he knows it from his dad. I mean, go back to Mike Shanahan with the with the Broncos and Jake Plummer. What did he do? Like he was the king of the bootleg, king of the bootleg. Yes. And do play action, get let your quarterback be successful, don't get him hit. Like there's a lot of things that go into it and uh, you have to understand that, and you have to see it from the quarterback's eyes and understand it from the quarterback's eyes, and it has to make sense. And he's just been around it his whole life, and, and he knows. And so, and hey, it, it, to be good, your quarterback has to play well. There's just no doubt about it. He has to play well. And Dirk understands the intangible and the tangible components to being great at quarterback. Spencer Danielson is obviously, I mean, he won a couple of games at the end and has just absolutely crushed the offseason. And now he's, you know, hiring a guy that, uh, you know, is going to come in and steal some of the headlines and maybe take away some of the credit. And Spencer's just putting his head down and grinding, winning this offseason and raising expectations. As you talk to Spencer Danielson, and it sounds like you're talking to the staff today, and you're not trying to tell him what to do. He's doing a fine job on his own. But how do you handle, what's the best way, based on your experiences, to handle the expectations that he's created himself. Well, it, it's good news, bad news. I mean, one of our one of our coaches at uh, Colorado, Brian Cabral, played for the Bears, and and when Mike Ditka came there, and of course, I'm always quizzing. I go, "What was it about Ditka? Why was it better when Ditka got there?" And he goes, "You know, there's only one difference." And I said, "Well, what was that?" And he said, "He just said we're going to win the Super Bowl." <laughs> now, as you guys remember, when I was here. I said we could be a top 15 team. I believe that. We could be a top 15 team. Well, then you kind of go back it up. Well, obviously I go to Colorado, which had won a national championship, and I'm going, well, hey, that's what we're going to do. Well, as, as Prater and his posse are wanting to do, they turn it around and, and shoot you with a bunch of bullets because you don't get there. Well, I, I want to be someplace where there's high expectations. People want to be there. And then you have to go in and fill in all those gaps Sorry, Mike. I'm not trying to pick. No, up. I love it's, it. It's, Keep it's going, good. Coach Hawk. We're good. We're it's totally good. good here. No, but so you know, I think that's great. And you wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Now, what you have to do is you have to separate. You know, in a sense, the pressure. The pressure always has to be on the process, 
And any good coach, me, Dirk, Spencer, Pete, any good coach puts way, way more pressure on themselves than anybody else, without question. And, you know, all good coaches, you could you could win and be driving home in your car and be mad because you just didn't play well. But everybody's fired up because you won. And, I mean, I remember we beat Oklahoma when I was at Colorado. They were ranked third in the country. And everybody was jacked up that we beat them. We didn't play that great. They turned it over. Mm. We really didn't. We didn't. Now, we beat them, and everybody's fired up. I'm going, well, yeah, if they don't turn it over three times in the second half, we're not winning that football game. So, but that's it, is you've got you to invest in the process. You want to be somewhere where there's big expectations. You also want them to be backed up. You do. You can't have – you can't say, well, we're going to be great, but not show it. And, you know, you guys remember the thing we went through after we beat Presno that year. I mean, I was – I was banging the the podium pretty hard there at the at the BAA meeting and yes you were and talking about staff salaries talking about facilities talking about budgets I mean Gene Blamire was trying to give me the hook to get me off the podium but I was not backing down I'm going <laughs> if we want to keep this going here's what we need to do and so it has to be backed up but you want to be someplace where the sky's the limit you want to be someplace where people expect that they're going to back it up they're going to give you that. And, you know, you know, as Greg Sasser said in the Fresno State game, if we die, we're going to die on the attack. So that's good. You can live with that. I love that. Love Greg Sasser mentions. Coach, I have said a lot of dumb things in my life, but, you know, a couple of weeks ago I did say that as Spencer Danielson was going through this process, it's okay to rent a coach for nine months in this day and age of college football. And I took a beating. People said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, Prater. But it worked before with Cutter. It's worked all over this country. College football has changed, and it's going to work again today. They've rented a great coach for nine months to get through a season. College football has changed. Are we okay with renting a coach and going season by season now as opposed to worrying about three- and five- and eight-year contracts? When the, when the fit is right, it was, it was a good comment by you. And obviously when you have somebody like Dirk Cutter in your back pocket, that's, that's a huge move. And I give Spencer a ton of credit. I mean, I know people were saying, oh, you know, geez, he's taking his time. We should get this guy. We should get that guy. He's, you know, well, I give him a lot of credit for, hey, letting the thing vet out, see where it goes. I'm sure on first blush, Dirk was going, nah, I really don't want to do that. But maybe after they talked for a while and kind of said, hey, I can get in there and help you for a year, and I can groom a guy. But you're exactly right, Mike. I think it's a whole new world, and part of the thing I'm doing is, you know, I'm, I'm into this coaching coaches thing because you're you're seeing a lot of people. It is too – it is – man, it is such a critical environment now. I mean, everybody's saying Kyle Shanahan's the greatest ever, which he is, but then he doesn't communicate the overtime rules, and then everybody wants to blame him for losing the Super Bowl. Look at look at Dan Campbell. You know, everybody thought he was great, which which he is. Yep. But then everybody's going, well, you, you should have kicked a field goal. You shouldn't have gone for it. So having some some voices of experience around, I don't care whether it's a month, two months, uh, a year, like it's it's critical. You're you're at the tip of the spear. I mean, you were flying the space shuttle, and there's not a lot of room for error. So the more experienced astronauts you can get involved on some level, the better your mission's going to be. Hawk, you should have had a radio show at one point in your life, Coach. Man, <laughs> you, you're, you got such a knack. We, we could have you on every single day. Uh, you're down. You're in town to talk to the Boise State coaches today. They're going to get, Prater, they're going to get full on Hawk. 
He's in his. He's in. He's got his game face on right now. We love bringing him on Idaho Sports Talk, getting his thoughts. You're the best, Coach Hawkins. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys for including me. Go Broncos. Absolutely. Anytime. Hey, Prater, we got a basketball game tonight. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned it yet. Bob Beeler will hop on later this hour and tell us what to watch for with Boise State at Air Force. And next, Roddy Anderson, the point guard. Now he's played in altitude in Wyoming. What does that mean tonight at Air Force? He'll talk about playing in the altitude. And let me give you another quick one here, JP, starting on Thursday. That's what, in two days? You got a sweet deal at KTIK.com. I'm talking season tickets to the Idaho Horsemen Arena football season at half price. That's six games at the Idaho Center starting in March for just 68 bucks. If you want that deal, you got to go to KTIK.com on Thursday. It's Prater on the ballgame, Idaho Sports Talk. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. (laughs) I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. (laughs) Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.